Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are back. The Ducks did a bunch of moves uh, at the free agency. It's the new look Ducks, and we're going to go over the additions to the team, the players that they did not bring back, and we'll kind of give our thoughts about what we think will happen in this next season. A lot of you are really um, at, you know, inquisitive about if the Ducks are going to make the playoffs and how they're going to look, so we're going to break all that down. Um, also talk a little bit about Zegris, um, some news about him being on the EA Sports uh, cover of NHL 93. Tons of fan questions this time, so we got back to that. I know last time we, we really didn't do as many, but uh, we'll get all to uh, your questions, talk about the Ducks and, and where we think they're going to head. Uh, I know it's the summertime, so you know there's no hockey news really going on right now in the month of August. It's kind of a dead month. So try to entertain you for the next hour or so, uh, Eddie. What have you been up to since there's been no hockey in this, you know, last month or two? Obviously during the summer break. Just work, work, and work. I guess just trying to keep myself busy. Uh, I did graduate and get my certificate for my cybersecurity course, so I'm uh, job hunting for that. I'm in the middle of figuring out if I want to stay in California, which I definitely don't, or move out to Arizona. I just have my buddy I live with. I don't want to. I don't want to leave before our lease is up. So I'm kind of like a limbo right now. But just trying to keep myself busy, keep myself positive, and looking at the glass half full rather than half empty. Which is always a good thing, uh, for sure. You want to have the glass half full instead of half empty. <laughs> All right, that's always a, a way to look at it. Um, so let, let's kind of get caught up with the ducks here. The, well, how about you, Mike? No. Yeah. What have you been up to? I, dude, I, I've been the same way, man. Uh, just been working a lot. Uh, things have been going good uh, with regular work and whatnot, but I've just been really, really busy. Uh, I haven't been, like I said, on social media as much. Uh, just just trying to, to do all that stuff that, uh, uh, that requires for me. And um, I haven't really gone anywhere. Uh, in the last couple of months or anything, I, I do plan on taking some trips in September, but uh, I've honestly just been really, really busy, engaged with work, uh, a, a lot of new responsibilities, but uh, good stuff, just been really, really busy, so um, that's where I'm at. Uh, you know what I forgot too, we should talk about uh, what we're having to drink for this show, Eddie. Uh, I have a, a Truly with some shots of vodka. Uh, I, I heard you're digging into an old uh, oldie but goodie that we used to have during the Ducks playoffs. Oh yeah, Bud Light Lime I'm drinking right now tastes amazing. It's especially a nice hot day like this. Uh, I'm hoping to drink uh, some Mexican beer. My buddy's planning a Cancun trip next month of September, a boys trip. So I'm look, really looking forward to that. I really need a getaway. I need to just reset my mind. And last time I went to Cancun, I had more than a blast. It was amazing. I met. Great vacation friends, people I still keep in contact with, so I'm really looking forward to that trip. Just He's really m- m- meticulous on finding the best deals. He goes on YouTube, and he really does his research and due diligence on finding the best deals for us and the best places to stay, so I'm looking forward to whenever he books it for us, just to go out there and have a great time and 
and come back with food poisoning again because last time I got food poisoning, but it was all worth it because all the weight I gained that week I lost because of the food poisoning. So that's a, that's a positive. <laughs> again, going with the theme of the glass half full. Uh, yeah, you, you you gained weight and partied it up, but then you had food poisoning and lost weight. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Hey, if that's what's going to happen, that you know that works. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing really exciting. Unfortunately, I, I wish I had like some earth shattering like news or something like great to tell everybody like oh man i'm like doing all this stuff but I, i'm not i'm just like you been working a, a lot and plugging along um uh, you know like everybody else trying to pay bills and uh, stay on top of things unfortunately i don't have anything like earth shattering um to break down just a lot more responsibilities at work which i don't mind it uh you know a little bit of extra pay for for more of the responsibilities and it's working out but uh, you know, I'm ready for the hockey season to get going, and I'm really curious to see how the Ducks are going to do. A lot of you out there feel the same way. I've been getting messages lately. You know, when when is the season going to start? I can't wait. You know, is it October yet? Um, and, and whatnot. But this this team, they did do some stuff after the draft. Uh, if you listen to those last couple shows, Eddie and I did one on the draft, and Thomas and I did one as well. If you want to go back and listen to those, but. The Ducks did make some moves. They did get some bigger players, which we kind of suspected would happen. They actually dug into uh, the Big Apple in New York, got Ryan Strom and uh, Frank Vetrano. Um, they, they locked up Strom for five years at $5 million a year and Vetrano at three years at $3.6 million a year. And then, then later, the surprise, I guess, was Klingberg, uh, one-year $7 million deal. But I, I like these initial moves. These are kind of the big moves that the Ducks did. This pretty much got them over the cap floor. Uh, they did make some other little minor moves. But looking at the team uh, going into the season, scoring, uh, you know, obviously has been kind of an issue that we talked about, especially last season. You've got two guys now that can score 20 goals potentially on the team. You have Klingberg. They're already talking about him being on the power play uh, with Zegras. We know what an offensive threat that he is. So I'm excited that the Ducks got these three players, Eddie. Yeah, same here. It was good to see our GM not being like belligerently drunk and making some dumbass moves. He he made some moves to better the team. He made some replacement moves. Ryan Strom is gonna fill that middle really well. Uh he's not gonna be replacing Getzloff. I don't think anyone could ever do that. But he's gonna provide that offensive push we need I, I know some of his numbers might be a little bit weird because he had a lot more elite talent in new york so him coming to anaheim is going to really prove and, and kind of shut everyone's mouth up saying like hey well the only reason why you had those numbers is because if you had x y and z on your lineup now he's going to have kind of a smaller lineup but some some young kids that are really fired up and ready to go and ready to to show what they have so He's no stranger to New York either, so he has uh, that New York ties. So hopefully Zegers and him can get that chemistry going if they ever get on a line together because he played for the Islanders as well as New York Rangers. So that's going to be fun to see. Uh, so just er everything they added. John Kleinberg is, is good. I don't think I, he's going to last long as a duck. I think he's one of those players that just is a rental player, I guess you can say, for the beginning of the season. Uh, once it goes on, he's going to show what he can do. Pump his numbers up. He's on a one-year contract. Uh, you know how players get like that. I hope the Ducks can flip him at the deadline. Um, I read an article, too, about the Edmonton Oilers being interested in him if he's available at the deadline. So there's really teams eyeing that spot and knowing that he signed that one-year deal. 
that they can get flipped to a contending team. Do I think the Ducks are going to be a Stanley Cup contender? We will talk about that later on, but it's a good piece to have and a good piece to flip. Yeah, I'm with you. The Klingberg situation is very, very interesting. He had issues with his agent, got rid of him, got another one. He's trying to figure out you know, a long-term deal, did not get the long-term deal. Ducks end up getting him for one year, puts them over the cap minimum, I'm I'm with you. I'm really curious to see, you know, when we get halfway through the season, the trade deadline comes up, how he does with the Ducks. Uh, will Verbeek want to give him that kind of long-term big deal that he was looking for? Or is it something where he's going to turn around and, and flip him and get a bunch of, you know, other players, picks, prospects, however it's going to work out? I do like it in the sense that it helped the Ducks for lots of reasons. Like I said already, one, it helped with the cap situation. Two, it immediately improves the Ducks' power play. Uh, three, it helps out with defense on, excuse me, offense on the defensive side of the puck. And four, it, it the probably the biggest thing is it gives Verbeek options now because he can either evaluate this guy during this time and go, okay. He's going to, you know, the future of the team, we're going to give him a, a big deal later on. Or he can go, you know what, it's not working out. I'm going to try and trade him and get more assets. So I really like uh, Klingberg coming in. I think it's a win for the Ducks no matter how it pans out. I, I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning towards, hey, he's probably gone in the middle of the season. But if he comes out and just kills it, because they're talking about him and Segris on the power play, uh, trying to run it. And if he does a fantastic job, I'm all for bringing him in and keeping him uh, with the Ducks. And then I like Strom and Vetrano. I want to see how they upgrade the Ducks' top six. And we'll talk a little bit later about the projected lineup with the Ducks. But I see them being uh, in that group and, and helping out the team moving forward, Eddie. Yeah, and Vetrano played really well when he was in New York. He had 13 points in those 22 games. He did uh, play with them after the trade deadline. Eight goals, five assists. So he has that offensive upside. It's one of those things where we're going to see him either he's going to evaluate his his play and keep producing offensively, or he's going to downgrade. But that contract is is really well. And if he does great with the Ducks and starts putting up, I'm sorry, pumping up his numbers offensively. They can flip him to the deadline for a contending team and get some more assets and just keep on continuing with this rebuild. They've been doing a really great job. We have some really great talent coming up. We'll talk about the World Juniors and what other talent that we do have up and coming for the Ducks. But the future looks bright. I like all the moves they made. Uh, you, you can't argue with it. I, I give the Ducks an A for this. Um, the, the last podcast that you and... Uh, what's his name? I totally forgot his name. Thomas did. My bad. Well, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting names already. But uh, yeah, it was a really good po- uh, podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it when they broke down um, the whole draft and everything too. And, and that, that plays a big factor on the future of the Ducks. If you guys haven't read Thomas's articles, I suggest you guys go on Ducks and Pucks and read his articles on the prospect. He's doing a really good job on it. Yeah, Thomas has been uh, killing it with the articles. I still, I, I laugh because he hits me up all the time. Like, I got this one and this one ready. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm so busy at work. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to try and get to him, try and po- post them. So there's still more coming. If you haven't checked him, please do. He covers everything with, uh, he, he has his prospect profiles and his prospect updates. And, and he just kills it every summer. Like, he's like, he's our all-star on Ducks and Pucks in the summer. He, he's cranking out the material like Eddie said, and he helps us out too, especially when we talk about the prospects of the young players on the podcast. 
Uh, speaking of that, the Ducks signed some other players as well. Uh, some some younger guys. They did bring back Chase DeLeo, which I actually talked to him uh, recently and, and hit him up, and he was super ecstatic. He uh, sent me a message, LFG. You all know what that means. Um, so he, he was very, very happy about coming back to the team. Um, I, I sent him a message just, you know, telling him I'm happy he's back and, and he's he's ready to go. <laughs> or uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the, 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 the farm he has at his house, too, all the animals that he has are happy he's back, too. <laughs> exactly. So he he's ready to go. He, he was very, very excited when I when I had hit him up uh, about coming back. So he, he, he was ready to roll. And then uh, the Ducks got some other interesting players, too, in this mix. I mean, like we said, we talked about Klingberg, Strom, and Vetrano, the biggest ones. But they also got uh, Glenn uh, Godden. He was, like, one of the top HL players, had 50 points last season, uh, super touted by a bunch of people. I guess a bunch of teams were looking at him. The Ducks got him. He's played well in the minors. I don't know if that will translate offensively to the NHL. They also got Justin Kirkland, another forward. This guy, 6'3", 205. He had 25 goals with uh, the Calgary AHL team last year, the Stockton Heat. Um, So you got these two guys that, I I don't know if they'll crack the Ducks lineup, but they got some offense there. They picked up some defensive guys too, Austin Strand and Colton White. Uh, Again, they continue with that theme that Thomas and I talked about in the last podcast, going with the 6'-plus players. But they added these guys... And Ali Ulevi, which is which was another interesting one, they picked him up for one year. He was actually drafted fifth overall by Vancouver in 2016. Played with Vancouver, Detroit, and Florida, but he just never made it in the NHL. Uh, so another guy uh, added into the mix. Kind of interesting here, Eddie. I mean, you get back Chase DeLeo, a known guy, maybe a guy that can crack the lineup, and then you get uh, a couple forwards and a couple defensemen here in this mix. And I, I don't really know what to expect with these guys. I, I feel like there are a lot of fringe players for this team. Uh, obviously, they're going to help out with the depth in, in San Diego. But what do you make of all these guys that they brought in? They, you know, they brought in some guys with, uh, you know, some serious potential. But I just don't know how it's going to translate this next season. I hope Chase DeLeo cracks the lineup. Like, he's such a great guy, an awesome guy. But I've talked to him too uh, through messages. He just. He's such so down to earth. He's a big animal lover too, so that's like definitely a number one in my heart. But I really hope that he can crack the Ducks lineup and get into some kind of consistency with the big club. As far as the rest, I think it's they're pretty good signings. We have players that that can score, that can put the puck in the net. You have Kirkland, a big guy. I saw some of his fights when they they first signed him. If you go on hockeyfights.com, he, he he's a little brawler. I I love that. Not little, six three. <laughs> I shouldn't say little because I'm only five nine, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a good signing. I think there's you can't go wrong with with, with either one of these guys. The former uh, uh, what fifth overall pick? How do you say his name again? I you Levy. I'm gonna butcher it. You Levy. Yeah, he's an EA Sports game legend. If you guys played EA Sports as long as I have, having this guy on your team or trading for him, he always played well in the game. That's the only thing I can say about him. I I, I don't know what what the deal was he never just projected to be that but it's never bad to have a fifth overall player on your team you never know he could be a late bloomer and be some kind of stud i think he was an offensive defenseman if i can remember an offensive stud for san diego so that can't hurt to have that yeah and that's that's kind of how this is looking for the ducks i mean you, you brought in 
two offensive forwards. You brought in an offensive defenseman in Klingberg. Uh, guys that are going to help out the team for sure. That's what Pat Verbeek was talking about. He was trying to go out and get uh, forwards and defensemen that fill those roles. He, he he went out and did what he wanted to do. Now you brought in these guys that can maybe crack the lineup and help out too as well. So I'm really curious. I, I'm really like uh, you know anxious about the season. You know, a lot of you have questions about the playoffs and stuff, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of holding off on that. But uh, with this team, there's a lot of question marks, but. To me, they're like good question marks because I, I feel like we added players that can help this team for years to come, and then we added other players that may or may not work out, but if they don't, it's not going to hurt the team. If they do, it's going to be great. So I like what they did, uh, what you know Verbeek did over the summer. Um, the only thing I thought was interesting was the, the RFA situation uh and, and some of the players they brought back and, and didn't bring back I, I thought this was very interesting this is where it kind of gets a little bit different but uh we saw uh Vakanainen come back for a two-year deal uh Benoit for one year Eckerson Eck for one year and Lundstrom for a two-year uh deal but uh Verbeek did not bring back Milano Gouli Badini Derny Larson and Steele so I thought this was kind of interesting I I know a lot of people uh, had mixed feelings about these. I thought Gooley was one that maybe could fit in there. He didn't. I felt like Larson was on the way out, and he was. Steele, I'm still, uh, I don't know, just a big question mark. I, you know, I, I, I thought maybe he would have that potential to be there, but he's not. And then, of course, Milano was the one that a lot of you were really uh, upset and questioning because, of course, the Zegris, uh, which is now officially called in the EA Sports game, uh, goal with uh, Milano, uh, you know, and Zegers doing the, the behind the back over the net pass. Um, I don't know. You thought Milano was going to be the guy that was going to be on the team, and he's not. So this this is the part that was kind of interesting to me. I, I liked the additions the Ducks did, but I, to me, I was surprised about Milano not coming back. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit surprised about Steele as well and Gooley. What, what did you think about the guys that didn't come back, Eddie? Yeah, Milano was the biggest surprise for me. It just, I, I, he had that good chemistry with Zegris, and I thought both the New, both New York native boys would uh, would once back uh, once again come back. There's been questions about his work ethic and his off ice performance and stuff like that, but I think he played well with Ducks this season. So I don't know. What internal decisions are, are what he, he did that we're not seeing that didn't warrant him to become like coming back? Um, everyone else, uh, I mean, it was kind of expected not to return. Sam still was surprised he wasn't flipped at the, at the trade deadline. I'm sure he had some interest, but I believe he's still unsigned right now. So maybe that's a factor that they couldn't do at the, at the trade deadline. Uh, but I think it was the right moves for everyone. Uh, D'Lo, it sucks. He he signed back with Minnesota, and I can't stand that having a bad month and it just, just makes it worse knowing that he's in minnesota i wanted him back i think the ducks need some more grit on their team they have a lot of young talent they have zegris his making big splashes and he's just kind of just crushing it and everything he goes uh, we we saw what happened with, with with the arizona game with beagle and terry and we can't have that happening again we need some bigger guns and grit on our team um i would like to see someone like delo come back but Hopefully the Ducks have some other players that can step up. If not, they can just make some trades or kind of signings uh, before the season starts or within the season that can be, like make them more gritty and, and hard to play against and make other players 
just kind of account for their actions if they want to go and take a run at Zegris or someone like Terry. Yeah, you and I have harped on that on the show for a long time about the physicality of the team. And I think that's one thing that, that this team's still going to lack going into next season, unfortunately. You had Manson, you know, he traded him Colorado. He won the cup on your second favorite team, and I, I'm super happy for him, along with Cogliano as well, uh, winning it. But then he decided to stay. He, he's not coming back, which I, I, was, I, I was a little surprised about that. I thought maybe he would come back, but he's not. Uh, like you said, D'Lo going to your least favorite team, uh, Minnesota. I wasn't surprised about that. Um, I had actually talked to D'Lo, and there's uh, some stuff that was going on behind scenes, um, and I'm not really going to go into it, but it wasn't working out the way that he thought it was going to go, unfortunately. And um, I I pretty much knew D'Lo wasn't going to come back. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Some of the conversations that I had with him and whatnot, uh, unfortunately, uh, things just didn't work out. And what's unfortunate about D'Lo is that guy loves Southern California. He loves the Anaheim Ducks, and he really, really wanted to stay on the team. He really did. And that's the one that probably hurts the most. Uh, I, I, I mean, he, he really wanted to stay. If anybody um, out there is wondering how he felt, he didn't, he, like, uh, of the players that, uh, you know, wanted to come back, he wanted to really come back. He did not want to leave. Um, as far as like Raquel and Lindholm, um, those guys, they weren't planning on coming back. Uh, that was the word on the street, and, and that's what happened. You saw Lindholm go to Boston, Raquel staying with Pittsburgh, my second favorite team, which, you know, that's fine. Uh, but I knew those two weren't coming back. Manson, I wasn't really sure, but I knew Delo wasn't coming back, which is unfortunate, Eddie. Yeah, I had a brain fart. I, I, my bad. D'Lo did not re-sign with Minnesota Wild. He went to the Philadelphia Flyers, so that makes me feel a little bit better. But it just still sucks that he got traded to Minnesota, so I'm glad he didn't re-sign over there. I really wanted him back. But, yeah, he went to the Philadelphia Flyers. He signed over there. Uh, he fits their style of play, and I wish him the best of luck. And, honestly, I'll cheer for the, the, the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup just so I can watch him lift it. He's a, he's a great player, a great guy. We've talked to him numerous times via dms about the shirts and everything mike like he's always been just hockey first and anaheim ducks hockey first so like we just i can't wish him nothing but the best and he actually wears my my uh my hockey number 44 he he wears that he wore it with minnesota hopefully he wears it with uh, philadelphia but yeah i think we're gonna be fans for uh for d-lo for life yeah exactly um like i said yeah you know he he got traded to minnesota and got stuck there for a little bit, like I said, your your least favorite team, but you're right, yeah, he, he now he's with Philly, so, you know, it's unfortunate, I, I he really did not want to go, um, even when in Minnesota he wanted to come, you know, try to come back and stay with the Ducks, it did not work out, unfortunately, um, so, you know, it's, it's just tough, uh, we even have a shirt, the Anaheim Fight Club was modeled after him, so... Um, yeah, I, I, that that's the one big thing. I, I think the Ducks added scoring with Strom, Vetrano. You got Klingberg, an offensive defenseman. Hopefully those all help out with the team. I think that'll be good. Uh, Milano not coming back, like we said. I, I'm a little surprised about that. Um, I wasn't surprised with Raquel Lindholm. Pretty, pretty much they weren't coming back. Manson, I thought, was kind of 50-50, and he didn't. He decided to stay in Colorado, which, I mean, I'm happy for him. 
Um, so that's kind of how the Ducks team looks like now. You saw Cadre ended up going to Calgary. A lot of people thought maybe he would come to Anaheim. He did not. Uh, all those rumors about Gibson, uh, hopefully, at least for now, those are probably gone. Um, he's still on the team. The Ducks also almost got Nito Niederreiter, but that didn't work out. He ended up going to Nashville. There was uh, some talk about that. So, you know, looking at the team now and looking where they're at, we kind of have a breakdown. I, you know, well, I, do you want to do you want to talk about the Calgary Flames? Like, holy shit, what the hell was going on over there? Like, Gaudreau left them for the Blue Jackets, and then Kachuk informs them that he doesn't want to play there. They trade him for uh, for Jonathan Huberdeau from Florida, and then Huberdeau signs that big contract in Calgary. Uh, Kachuk, it was, um, I believe, it was one of the first, I was first sign in trades. It, it was technically. The Flames re-signed Kachuk to the max eight-year contract and then traded him to the Flames. And I think that was like the first in NHL history of a, a sign and retrade with with a team that can actually sign the eight-year thing. So it was just like a crazy mess over there. And then they all like all of a sudden you go get Kadri and sign him to a to a what seven-year seven-point-something deal. Like the Flames. They really looked like they were like getting kicked in the floor, but they really bounced back and they got. I, I think they're better than they were last season, and, and good for them. Like I mean, when they play the Ducks, f them. But what they did and how low they were, losing Gaudreau for nothing, and then someone like Kachuk that informed them that he wasn't going to play there. They went and got that grit back in Kadri, and they got some offensive talent in Huberdeau. That was it. Was just something that was like, holy crap, what's going on? I believe the trade. Uh, Kachuk happened like on a Saturday night too, so it's like I don't know if the GMs are just having some cocktails together, but it was just crazy. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I, Calgary is like kind of all over the map. They, I, I don't know. I, I just know that they're going to be in the mix for sure. But you're right. They they made that big trade, and I was like, uh, okay, what's going on with them? So um, it's interesting. You look at the Pacific, and you see that. You see what Calgary did. Uh, Vegas, they added Kessel into the mix just recently. It's kind of interesting. So I think the Pacific's kind of wide open. I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out. I, I think it, it's it's anybody's game in the Pacific Division, honestly, with the moves that have been made recently. I, I think the Ducks have a chance um, of making the playoffs. I mean, we'll go into that a little bit more in, the, in a second, but... Looking at this team, uh, if you're looking at the lineup, talk about the forwards first. Uh, I, I like what I see. I, I, some of the lineups out there, they're talking about uh, Zegras and Terry obviously staying together. Some people have Henrique on that line, and then you have McTavish, Strom, and Vetrano. Uh We kind of talked about the show about having uh, before the show about having McTavish, Zegras, and Terry together. I think that would be dynamite, and then Henrique. Strom and Vetrano together. I think that would be awesome. Then the bottom six, uh, you'd fill out with Comtois, Lindstrom, Silverberg, Jones, Grant, Carrick, and Godden uh, on that fourth line there uh, to fill out. But I, I, I like the Ducks' top six. I, I think however they shake that out, it'll be interesting. I think they can score goals and do something there. Bottom six, maybe not so much. We'll have to see how they pan out. Um, defensively, you've got Fowler and Drysdale, Vakanen, Klinberg. You've got Benoit, Mahura, and Shattenkirk. So the defense uh, is okay. 
I, I, you don't have any st- you know stay at home defensemen in that group, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like the Ducks' top six offensively. I think they can score goals and put up points. I think the defense is good on the two-way game and transition game and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting with this this lineup, Eddie. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, this is just kind of a mock lineup. Uh, we're just throwing it out there. It's not it's not the actual lineup. We're just talking about what we think. Uh, how do you think it would shake out if it you know ended up being something like what I just talked about? I like it. I mean, I'm not thinking the Ducks are going to be a Stanley Cup contending team. Like, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath on that. I think they have a lot of work to do. I love the trajectory and what they're they're doing as a team and individually what they're doing. Their uh, Zegris has put the Ducks on the map, and like I said, it on what four or five different shows. We had fan questions on how the Ducks can get more exposure league wide, and Zegris is doing that. He's changing the game the way he is. He's just elevating his game, and I think he's he, he well he is the future. I don't think he is the future of the Ducks. All I want from this team is to keep improving in every stats they can. Zegris to to go over that sophomore slump, which they call it. Uh, Terry to keep doing Terry things and, and kind of developing that elite player that he's really showing that he could be. McTavish has been a beast. At the World Dreams that we saw. He, he didn't even belong there in my opinion. He was just way too good. I want everyone to elevate their game. We can do little kinks here and there. And start gearing up for a long road of making the playoffs. And being contending teams like Colorado has done. Like I mentioned Colorado because I follow them a lot too. And th- They've been through their growing pains. They've been the worst record in the league. A piece of crap team. that Everyone thought that they should fire so and so. Or get rid of him. Trade this guy. But they just... They stuck with the with their plan and they won the Stanley Cup and I think the Ducks are on their route to do the same thing. Um, this team is just something special and it's going to be led by Zegris, Terry, and hopefully uh, McTavish. Yeah, I, I think McTavish is the big one, and that was a couple of questions that we had too. A, a lot of you had questions on Instagram. They talked about the, who was it on here I had? I had, let's see, it was a show of Rush72 on Instagram asked, you know, who, who do you think our picks are that would make the team from the draft the last two years? Uh, by far, it's going to be McTavish. He should be on the team 24-7 this coming season. He killed it at the World Juniors. Um, eight goals, 17 points. You know, he tied Gretzky and Lind, uh, Lindros for the uh, record of points by a Canadian player in the tournament. He was named the MVP, made that crazy save in the overtime of the championship game, and they won. He is the one that should be on this team. The rest, I don't know if they'll make it or not, especially a lot of these additions they brought in and whatnot. I know those aren't draft guys, but I don't think a lot of the other draft picks will will be up in there 24-7. But he is the one that I want to see in there. And, And I think if since Milano is not coming back, Unless something crazy happens and changes, but it sounds like he's not. Uh, I, I really would look forward to a McTavish Zegras line, um, Eddie. You still have the TMZ line, I guess, right? T, you know, in there, even though it's not Milano. But I would look at those three, put them on a line, and just let them run wild, dude. Oh yeah, McTavish Zegras and Terry are some kind of variation of Zegris and McTavish, that would be freaking awesome. Just let them do what they do. They want to score. Their young kids are hungry. 
Zegris is like I said, he's changing the game with his moves. You, he's unpredictable. Just put your stick. I, I want to say on the ground, but apparently Zegris uh, defies the laws of physics, and you can't really just keep your stick on the ground anymore with Zegris. He's just a, a freak of nature. I think if I made the NHL or if I played a game in NHL, I'd score a goal playing with Zegris. Just blindfolded, having my stick somewhere on the ice, or even like tied behind my hands. So it's going to be fun to watch Zegris again do his things. Like I said, the only concern I am, there's a lot of players in the league that are going to frown upon him doing what he does, and they're going to try to take liberties at him. And the, with the lineup I see right now, with the exception of Jones and Carrick, um, and Benoit, I don't see a lot of uh, fire back as physical-wise from the Ducks. Someone takes a run at Zegris, they hurt him. It's like there's no one to answer really the call. There's no that that big tough guy that you really need. And and I know a lot of people just are, are trying to shy away from that enforcer type of player, and they don't need this in the league. But you do. Like you need some of the police to ice. You can't just have guys take liberties that are players. Like I, I'm referring against Arizona again. That was not fair. What happened to Troy Terry? It was disgusting and ridiculous. And they didn't have anyone to have their back. And that's the only concern I have going into the next season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And you know what? Uh, if you didn't catch it, we had Solani on our podcast to talk about that uh, a couple shows ago, too, as well. He came on there and discussed what happened to Terry. Um, and you can hear from him. He he says the same thing that you and I have echoed for a long time as well, Eddie, that you got to have some people in there uh, to do their thing and defend the players. So... Uh, unless maybe they're going to bring Kirkland up, uh, put him on the fourth line too to help out, I, you know, to fill Delo's role. I don't know. That that's the one thing I'm a little bit nervous about uh, with this team. But yeah, Zegras is definitely uh, the main spotlight on this team. Um, you know that they changed some of the player numbers. Uh, Zegras is now going from 46 to 11. Drysdale is going to be number six. You have Benoit 13, and then you have a couple of the new guys, uh, Strom at 16 and Vetrano at 77. So there's some of your new numbers for this season. But um, Zegers is definitely uh, the future of this team. But I am with you, Eddie. I am concerned about people uh, going at him. So we'll have to see how it pans out this season unless the Ducks add any more players later on. Or like you said, if it's Jones and Carrick out there, they've got to mix it up. Benoit, something like that. Players that got to help him out. That, that's the only question I have. But um, before I, I, I go into Zegris on the EA, uh, EA Sports uh, cover, I just want to remind you we have a sponsor, Body Check Wellness. Uh, it's check C-H-E-K, uh, so bodycheckwellness.com. You can get a discount using the uh, code OCS because we're part of the Old, sports, old City Sports uh, Network. So uh, if you need any of those, uh, you know, uh, supplements or whatnot, check it out. Body check wellness uh, for your needs and whatnot. So, uh, with that, so yeah, Zegers, as you talked about, Eddie. Uh, well, if you want to talk about new numbers real quick, Mike, sorry to yeah. interject. Um, talk about number 11, uh, Andy McDonald. Uh, if you guys remember him back in 2000, 2001, he wore number 11. The last person to wear number 11 was Daniel Sprung. I think you guys know another player by the name of Saku Koivu that wore number 11. That's really significant and a big number for Ducks fans. So he has uh, some shoes to fill for in that number. We have uh, Ben Lovejoy, which is a fan favorite. Dupre, that never really panned out with the Ducks. And lastly, the wearer number six was Gabranson. That's another uh, little fun fact in history of different numbers. Also number 13, there's a, a player by the name of, I believe his name is uh, Timu Solani. 
he wore that <laughs> and that number was last worn by Nick Benino. And then we have uh, number 16. We all know George Peros, which is uh, he's infamous for suspending Andrew Cogliano. So everyone uh, remembers that. But the last person to wear that was Zach Austin Reese. No, that's good. Good history of the the numbers there. And it's kind of fit, funny you mentioned Solani in 13 because you had Zegras now on the cover of EA Sports for 2023. And uh, there was some confusion out there. People thought that he was the only Duck player to be on EA Sports cover. Uh, but you had Solani with number 13 on the European, one of the European versions in 2007. Then you had him with his traditional number eight in the 2008 version. And then you had Hiller 2012 in another European version. So, uh, you know, looking at numbers and whatnot. So, Zegers technically being the third uh, player on the cover, you know, I guess the first in the, the U.S. version or North American version, however you break it down. But uh, good on him being there. We, we had some questions about that, too. We had Tawny Jones ask, you know, how do you feel about the NHL 23 cover? She loves it. Um, you had DKMIM1998 um, that talks about Zegers as well. And, and, you know, do you think um, he'll make a run for the uh, Hart Trophy this season? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of questions about Zegers and, and, you know, where he's at with this cover and what's going to happen with him this season. Um, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings. I, I think... I think he's always got a chance to be a Hart Trophy candidate on the team every season. Um, I, I think he can do that. I, I'm really curious to see who they put with him on the lineup. That's going to matter a big part of it. Um, as far as the cover goes, uh, I'm glad he's on there. Uh, you know, it was kind of alluded to by a lot of people. It wasn't really a surprise that he was on there. It kind of seemed like a lot of people already knew that he was going to be on it. Uh, a little difference with him and two players on there. Um, you know, instead of just the one, I, I, I kind of hoped that he would be on there alone, but he wasn't. So that's kind of how it panned out. Uh, I'm happy to see him on there. Um, and that's really about it. I mean, what did you think, Eddie, you know, about Zegers being on there? And, uh, he, you know, there's also the fact that he's wearing the Mighty Ducks logo. We kind of talk about that later, too, on the show, because we've got questions about that as well. But but what did you think about him just making it on that cover, being the third Ducks player all-time to be on an EA Sports cover? I think it was pretty cool. Um, he's changing the game, and it, uh, the kind of player that he is, and someone like Jack Hughes and those, those younger, talented players are, are changing the game, so I'd love to see that. I think the whole together cover is... I, I'm sorry to say, it's stupid. And I think it's the dumbest thing that they could have done. Um, pick a person or split it. You could have had Nurse. I know she's the like one of the women's hottest Canadian players or hockey players right now uh, for women's hockey. I love it. That's cool. Have it exclusive. Have some limited edition copies or half the copies with her on the title of it. Half the hard copies on him. And, and the, um, the, the, the digital copies too. Just... Them like putting uh, the two of them in the cover. I don't know. It's just dumb. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully EA Sports gets their their shit together because the last few games that we've played, it's just been a recycle from the old ones and just a roster update. It, it just seems like it's lazy and stupid. Uh, I don't know what message they're trying to do. I know what they're trying to say. Like the whole connect together. That they're connecting PS5 or Xbox and PS whatever. They can be like play connected, but. 
I don't know. I think it's just a dumb decision to do. And you, you stick one athlete on the cover. If you want to go full Zgris, go full Z. If you want to go full nurse, go full nurse. Or split it. Like I said, just do a dual thing, a different thing. Not dual, but do different. Like have half the copy Zgris, half the copies nurse. Because I'm sure both of them will sell equally as well. Like there's a lot of people that, that love Canada and what nurses is bringing to the game as well as Zgris is. But it's just them together. I think it's just. It's probably one of the dumbest decisions they can probably do, but I'm not surprised coming from EA because their game has been trashed for for years to come. And anyone listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about with the game. It's just it's just terrible. And this this double thing, I don't know. It's just dumb. I, I was make a I was gonna make a different reference, but I'll, I'll refrain myself from that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have mixed feelings. I, I feel a little bit how you do too. I, I think what they could have done is done a Zegras. Uh, version and a nurse version and then maybe one with both maybe they could have had like three versions of it they could have done different things like that i would have liked to have seen zegris on there by himself i'm not gonna lie i mean i am happy he's on there don't get me wrong but i would have liked to see him on there um you know by himself and then you know they could have had a couple different versions like i said so as far as the games go, I don't know because honestly, I don't play video games. I, I haven't played in a long time and I don't have time. <laughs> so I, I just don't. I work a lot and I'm doing a lot of other things like playing video games is like like the lowest on my priority list. So I don't care uh, about that. The ones I used to play, people laugh. I used to play NHL like 98 and 99 and stuff like that. So I'm really dating myself. Those were the games that I played and I liked. But later on uh, in life, I mean... When you get older, I'm dating myself, but things happen. And I don't play the games as much. So um, for me, the, the actual game, I, c- I can't really comment because I haven't played in a while. But as far as the cover, that's kind of how I feel. So, uh, well, it was the same thing when they tried to do a Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane holding the cup together. I think that was stupid too. And, and thank goodness, I'm not saying thank goodness, but like when Kane had the incident, I, I, he had some kind of legal incident where they had to take him off the cover and just have Taves on it. I think it was dumb to put both of them on the cover too. It's a cover athlete, not cover athletes. Just keep it one. Like it just EA can't get their shit together. I wish 2K would come back and blow them the hell out of the water. It just yeah. I, I like to play video games and I like to play uh, my hockey game here and there. It's a little like a, a, a getting out of reality. But the last few games I played, I'm not interested in playing them anymore. It's just, they're so terrible and this whole dual athlete thing. It's I think it's just dumb. And you know what? Personally, if they would have split both athletes, I would have spent the money to buy a hard copy of Zegris and a hard copy of Nurse. Both of them support women's hockey and obviously support you know Zegris uh, because he's a he's a he's a duck and he's changing the game. And I would hope to get both of them signed. I've got a cover athlete signed uh, before. I had PK Subban sign my uh, I forgot which year he was on that, but I just I would have done that. But just the whole. Dual athlete, I think it's just so stupid and retarded. Or, I'm sorry, it's dumb. <laughs> no, I get you. There's been, and there's been a lot of a lot of people out there with uh, varying opinions. It's been kind of interesting to see how people feel. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's fantastic, it's great, I love it." And then there's people that uh, aren't uh, you know 100 on board. So it's kind of interesting. I, I almost think like that they uh, maybe they did this on purpose to get people talking to put two people on there as opposed to having one. But, you know, what What do I know? You know what I mean? So, um, but there you go. You got Zegris on there at least. Uh, yes, he shares it with Nurse, but he's on the cover. I'm, I'm happy about that. But another part of this that was discussed is that Zegris is wearing the Mighty Ducks third jersey. 
And we've had questions about this, and there's been some leaks recently uh, about the reverse retro uh, jerseys coming you know, around again. Uh, the Mighty Jerseys asked us about that. We have T-O-M-O underscore W-B. He asked us about that too, about these leaks. If you look online, and we'll repost it, they, they show different t-shirts of different teams, and people think that those are somehow going to be the third jerseys. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The Ducks one is kind of interesting because it's the third jersey, like you see Zegers wearing, but it's it's switched. It's a white uh, predominant color with the Mighty Ducks logo and orange triangles, and then it says Anaheim Ducks on it in orange. You know, nobody knows if that's for sure what it's going to be, but people are thinking maybe that they're going to do that. I mean, we saw that with the Wild Wing jersey when they went from the predominantly teal color, switched it to white with Wild Wing jumping out of the ice. So maybe maybe the Ducks are going to do that. Maybe they're going to do the Mighty Ducks logo predominantly white with the orange triangles. It's kind of something that uh, a lot of you have been discussing. A lot of you have been asking questions. What do you think, Eddie, if the Ducks do end up going with some kind of pattern like that? Uh, I don't know. It's just I'm tired of talking about jerseys. It's like Ducks don't really give the fans what they want. You see other teams like Carolina, uh, the Avalanche, giving fans what they want. I would love to see the old school like Mighty Ducks logo on an all-black jersey. I made a custom one myself, and I think it came out really clean and fresh. Um, I do like the uh, what our current home and away ones are. I love them. The orange one, I love too. I just wouldn't want to see it done, you know. Just, I guess permanently. I, I like the the black scheme for the ducks. Um, I still want a, a a nice little just eggplant. Just go back retro jersey. Just keep it simple. You don't have to do a damn thing to the jersey. Just just update what it was, and fans would be happy. But the ducks seem not to do that. That they're still content with just being. What they are. I have no problem with that. I just want to see it changed up in variations for different nights. And I definitely don't want to do all orange permanently. And I hope the Ducks don't do that. But yeah, um, I, I have no problem with the current jerseys. I just I want some kind of change up. And I do want to see the, the old eggplant style jersey brought back uh, of a fort jersey or some kind of retro night jersey. Yeah, we've talked about that before. And I think that's one that we were you know big on is if you brought back the purple you know, primarily, and then the um, you can have the Mighty Ducks logo. They've they've had different things, right? They've had the silver triangles. You've had the green triangles. There's been different variations of it. Uh, I actually made a custom hat with the purple and the green triangles. I should probably post that and see what people think about that. But um, I, I'm glad that if they do stick with the Mighty Ducks logo, I'm happy about that. But I'm really curious to see what the pattern is. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, I guess the real big thing we got more a lot of questions that you guys are really like how are the Ducks going to do next season? A lot of you are big on that. And before I jump to that, another sponsor that we have is uh, NorseBeards.com uh, for all your uh, male grooming needs. Check them out, um, NorseBeards.com uh, for a discount. Use code OCS. Uh, like I said, Old City Sports Network. So jump on that um, if you're if you're looking for some kind of shaver to help for your uh, grooming needs. But um, the big thing that seems like a lot of you guys are, are really um, want to know is like, okay, we did all these moves. Are we going to go to the playoffs? Like, how's the team going to do? We, we have um, Alec uh, underscore 88. How many years until we consistently make the playoffs? He thinks two. Uh, we have Coleslaw J. Uh, how long until the Ducks are contenders again? Uh, 
1988 are the Ducks a playoff team? Uh, Tyler J6710, do the Ducks make the playoffs? You know, all the stuff. A lot of you guys blew us up with these questions. I think, personally, this team can make the playoffs. I, I The way that they are now and what they've done, I do think that they can make the playoffs. However, however, they have to do a lot of things right. So, Strom and Vetrano, they got to score a lot of goals. Klingberg and Zegras, the power play unit, they got to convert. Gibson, he's got to play like he did pre the All-Star game last season. Uh, he was lights out. Then after the All-Star game, he completely fell off. So those are some of the things that they're going to need to do. They're, they're going to definitely need to score more goals than they did last season. They're, uh, they started out great on special teams and then and then slowed down. They started out great in net and they slowed down. So uh, everything's got to be going in their favor. Everything's got to be clicking um, if they're weak in any area, uh, I still think it's defense. Klingberg, that's great. You brought him in. Offensive defenseman, I think he's going to help out. But Drysdale, Fowler, same thing. Shattenkirk, same thing. you got a lot of two-way defensemen, a lot of guys that can move the puck and do all this. Uh, I'm curious how the defense is going to pan out next season because the defense leaves Gibson out to dry. Things go south, like we saw at the end of the last season, that it could be a long season. But... As far as what I see right now, uh, and again, we don't know the lineup. We don't know how it's all going to be. I like the Ducks' chances to start the season to be a playoff team. Now, does that mean I think they will be a contender? We're going to go deep in the playoffs and make the Stanley Cup? No, I do not see that, uh, at least at the outset. Obviously, things change during the season. There's going to be trades, free agency, um, maybe they pick up someone there. I don't know. Trade deadline. I, I mean, there's just stuff that's so up in the air. But I think if they can stay healthy and all the guys can do what they're supposed to, I, I think there's a chance, Eddie. But but they're not, they're not going to be a, a serious contender. Yeah, let's be like realistic. Look at this roster. They're not. Uh, they could probably squeak in the playoffs like what LA did last season and get bounced out in the first round. But do we really want that? And get that little mid-tier draft pick? No, we don't. We want the Ducks to keep continuing the rebuild and having the players get more experience and time on the ice. It's just the Ducks don't have a true superstar besides Gibson. We see Terry evolving into that. We see Zegris evolving into that. But like you look at the the, the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup champions. You have McKinnon as a franchise player. You have McCarr, franchise player. You have. An elite player like Ratman, you have elite player like um, Landeskog, you have maybe a, a top forward slash elite player like Kadri that they had in their team. Nishkinen stepped up and became a, a, a kind of a, a nice elite slash a better top six forward. You don't really have that kind of stuff with the Ducks. L- look at the their blue line; it did get demolished if it came down to the playoffs, and they have no grit. A lot of these teams had that grit factor. You had Kadri throwing the hits. You had Helm throwing the hits. You had Compter, even though he was a littler guy, he was in the mix for throwing the hits like that. You had bigger guys like Rantanen. He's a big kid, six, you know, at six four, and McKinnon can hold his own too. He's a hothead and he throws the body. He throws his body around, and it's just you had guys that stepped up and, and that can be that 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 Stanley Cup champion team. They had someone like Manson and Taves that were top. You know, they're top four defensemen. The Ducks don't have that kind of quality right now. 
they're getting there and, and they're going to be there. And I, I want to talk about in the future, we talk about this podcast, we're talking about Zegris being a franchise player. We uh, elite player like the Terry and, McTav- and McTavish. And we have Drysdale rising up and being a top defenseman, elite defenseman. But right now, we don't have that. Let's just stick what we're doing. Be patient. That's the whole thing, Ducks fans. Be patient. This team is not a Stanley Cup team. I'm not shitting on this team. I'm not being uh, uh, Mr. Joe Blow, unhappy person, hate my life. I want to bring everyone's misery down and, and be a Debbie Downer. I'm just telling the facts and what I see on paper right here. This is not a Stanley Cup contending team. It just let... Let the trust the process of the rebuild and let it just go from there and let the Ducks make the move, flip players to the de- deadline, get some more assets, get some bigger picks. And you never know. The Ducks, I guess, tanked that bad this season. We have a, a chance at the first overall. We, uh, we we have a player that could be a franchise player and the first Ducks player could be number uh, drafted number one overall. So it's just, I, I, I just, I can't see this team being a Stanley Cup contender. Therefore, I would not want them to make the, the playoffs at all just to bounce out the first, maybe the second round. Yeah, and I think that's where the team is at right now as well. And, I, and I'm with uh, Alec underscore 88. You know, he talks about two years before the Ducks can uh, consistently make the playoffs again. And, and I'm kind of alluding to, you know, being more of a contender. I, I think that's more realistic. I think two or three years out and the Ducks can be back in the mix regularly. Uh, I'm with you, Eddie. Uh, you know this team. If they make the playoffs defensively, I think they get destroyed in the playoffs. I I, I just don't I don't see it. Um, I, I don't see. I, I like who we have on defense, but as far as a team that can uh, sustain the playoffs, you know it's a it's a battle, and you and you don't have the Manson type guys on that. You don't have anybody on that blue line now. N- nobody. Uh, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe Benoit a little bit in there, but. You don't have that. And then offensively, it just depends on how those top six do. But you don't have four-line team that can go through and score offensively. The Ducks haven't had that for a while. And unfortunately, you, you need to at least have a top nine that can score. The fourth line maybe doesn't have to score regularly, but they, they got to be in the mix in there. So uh, this team doesn't have that on both sides of it. If Gibson plays lights out and and the way that he can play, then yeah, I definitely see them having a chance of making the playoffs and, and maybe making some kind of a run, but it's going to be tough. I, I really think that it, it, this project is in, in the process. I'm still positive about it. I like what Verbeek's doing, but uh, if you're impatient, this isn't the team that you want to follow because it's going to take a couple seasons. I, I mean, it's just be realistic here. It's, they're not going to turn around overnight and win the cup next season. Um, I, I just don't see that. I, I think it's a, a couple years off before they're a, a contending team again, Eddie. I 100% agree with you. And I didn't mention goaltending from Colorado because I didn't believe that they had solid goaltending and elite number one goaltending. So I, I, I focused more on what they had in front of their goaltender. Uh, no disrespect to him at all. It just that team, Colorado's team, they built it. From pretty much from the draft to trades, and they got elite and superstar and franchise talent, and that's what had them win. It was just it was their time to win, and every season they were coming into the league ready to win. And no, I said no. I disrespect the Darcy Kemper. I think he played well. Francois played well, but I don't think either of them. And Francois is a backup, but Kemper is is not a superstar 
or like I, I want to say he's probably an elite, maybe bottom elite kind of type of goalie. Gibson, way better. Gibson plays lights out. Yeah, I, that we have a chance, but you can't rely everything on one person. Hockey's a team sport. Gibson can can be that superstar that he is that that we all know that he could be, but it, it just comes down to it. Like you can't let your goalie be hung out the dry getting what 30, 40 shots every single. I'll say it, fucking game. It just gets tiring. It burns him out. Come playoffs, it's just like, dude, he's he's done. He's really tired. Now you're peppering more shots. You're adding the physicality to it. Like, goalies get bumped all the time during the playoffs. It's, it's just how it is. It's just, you know, I, I, I can't see this team being a Stanley Cup team this season. Uh, a few more years, yes, but not this season. And, and nor do I want them to, so... I'm sorry if I sound like uh, I'm talking crap about our team, but I don't want the Ducks to make the playoffs this season at all. I want them just to improve on every stats they can from last season. I want the players to improve in their personal stats, get that chemistry going, find their identity, and then start really doing damage and being ready to be a contending team. Do I see Zegris holding the cup in a few years from now? Absolutely, and I hope it happens. But as of this season, I don't see it. You know, another thing that's kind of interesting is is who's going to be the captain of this team, too. Uh, Getzloff is gone now, and we don't know for sure who's going to be on it. And there's also been talk of having uh, three alternates. So I'm really curious because um, you have Henrique in there. You have Silverberg. I mean, you have a couple alternates. Uh, you know, those guys are kind of the ones that are, are signed to the longer deals. Um, Zegris, could you see him as a captain? Sure, but it's kind of early on for him. Um, I mean, who's going to... I'm really... I don't know. Uh, Fowler's the other one, too, that's going to be on there for a while uh, with this contract, at least as it is for now. So, um, And then, obviously, Strom knew in the mix. I don't, I don't think that they would give it to him. But, I mean, looking at these guys, I mean, who, who's going to be the one... That's going to take that C next season. I, I don't know. They might go with three alternates, Eddie. Yeah, I don't like that. You have to have an established leader. Let someone to lead the team and go forward. This whole three alternates, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. I wish the league would get That's one of the league rule changes I would. I read on Twitter someone asking about like which league changes would you make. Three alternates is the dumbest thing you can possibly do. You need an established bona fide leader to lead your team to whatever you want to be. Right now, um, the, like like you said, you put the top line of Henrique, Zegris, and Terry. If I had my pick, um, if I had to pick someone and just throwing it out right now, I'd probably would. I'd probably go to Henrique. He's been on the team for a while. He was a he was a leader in New Jersey. He knows how to lead the team. Uh, Mike, who would you pick? Yeah, I think to me it would be between Henrique and Fowler. I, I think those are the two. Uh, those are the guys that have been on the team. I mean, Fowler's been on there longer, but Henrique's been on the two. I, I mean, if you if you had to pick a captain and, and not just go with all this alternate stuff, those, those are the two. I'm with you. I, I think Henrique. If you don't go with Henrique, then you go with Fowler. That's who I would go with. But I, I wonder what the team's going to do. I, it's, it, I mean, because there's been talk. It sounds like they're not really sure. They don't know. Um, with Gibson, uh, excuse me, with Getzloff gone, they're just kind of like, okay, well, who's who's going to take over uh, the the that mantle? And I think that's kind of a problem because, like you said, you have this team; it's in the rebuild. You have all these new guys coming in, um, you know, a couple of big name players as we talked about. 
uh, a bunch of minor league guys that uh, you know could either play on the team or not. As far as the NHL, some you know a lot maybe with the goals. You brought back some of the core guys, uh, some of the RFAs and whatnot. You lost some of the guys. Uh, to me, I think it's important. I, I, obviously, Zegers is too new. I don't think you give it to him. I, I think down the road, would he get it? Absolutely. Um, so I would like to see the Ducks pick somebody for a captain. I'm with you 100%. Uh, I mean, I would go Henrique or Fowler. Pick, pick somebody, you know, and then get your alternates. Because, you know, if not, then, uh, like you said, a, a big point you made, Eddie, is wh- who's the identity of this team? Exactly. Um I know a lot of people want Zegers and Terry. Maybe I'm still holding on to that old school mentality. Uh, I think they're too young and fresh. There's exceptions that could be made. Look at Gabriel Landeskog. His second season with the Avalanche at 19 was the youngest captain in the league. And he's been phenomenal. So I wouldn't be objected to having Zegers or Terry wear the C. But as of right now, like I said, if I, if I were the GM, I would pick someone that I think that could lead this team. Like It would be Henrique. And like you said, uh, Fowler too, and even Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk's been around the block. He's he's won a cup. Knows what it takes. He's a leader too. And I, I wouldn't uh, put it past him to to wear that C. But other than that, I, I can't pick anyone different. I mean, if Delo was on the team, I'd, I'd throw him the C because I like Delo and what he fights. But that's not realistic because I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking it just just to piss everybody off, I guess. But no, but yeah. Um, I think for me the best bet would be would uh, I think I have no idea I just think Henrik would would be the best captain for this team and to lead it I mean Zegers could have that responsibility of being an alternate so can Terry Fowler don't demote him he can have that too but I think Henrik would be uh, like I said my best pick I, I wouldn't be mad if Zegers or Terry got it I think it's too soon for them let them develop let T- let Zegers find more of his game, his talent, and his skill and not pull down his, like, I guess his his development by bringing all that responsibility of wearing that C because that's a big responsibility to wear that C. It's no matter what happens, like, you, you let a bad goal in. It's like, no, you're the captain. What the hell happened? And all the media, everyone's focused on, on the captain doing it. Getsoff did a great job handling it. So it's going to take... A, a, a strong veteran player to to be able to take that responsibility, and so not a, a lot of young kids can assume that role. So hopefully, uh, the Ducks make a, a good decision, and I really hope they don't go with three alternates because I think that's that's going to be detrimental to the team. Well, one thing that they could do, and you kind of talked about, is they could give like Henrik or Fowler the C, and then maybe you give Terry and or Zegers an A right this next season and then you wait till the following season and then and then maybe you do give Zegris the C the following year you know maybe you start him out with the A and then you go to the C um you know and I know some of you might be like oh no I don't like that he should just be the captain you know all or nothing okay I get it I get it um you know but um you know I I just think that that might be a way to go don't don't give him so much pressure and weight now uh, give him the A this season. Give Henrik Silverberg or Fowler, one of those type of guys, uh, the C, and then transition next season. I think that might be the way to go. I, I, you know, Terry's in the mix too. I like Terry. He's another one I think that could be a captain too. I, I think the Ducks have some potential there. But I'm really, really curious to see what they're going to do this season, Eddie. I think um, 
that could help determine the future of this team because the identity is a big issue. We've talked about chemistry um, and what kind of team we want to be. And I, and I think this season is another, you know, morphing transition type season. Um, and the fans may have to endure it. Uh, I, I think it's going to be exciting. I like the additions. I like the other players they got. I like everybody they brought back. Um, minus Milano, I wish I wish they would have kept him. You know, I'm not happy about D'Lo and Manson. I wish they would have kept those two. But I, I still, I'm still optimistic. I, I think good things are going to happen this season. But I'm really curious what the identity and, and how this direction of the team is going to unfold. If that makes sense, Eddie. Yeah, it's just, you know what. Regardless of what happens, it's still going to be fun to watch Ducks hockey. Like Zegris has made the Ducks get on the map. Everyone's talking about Anaheim, Anaheim Ducks, like because of Zegris. What he's done to the game and to Anaheim Ducks hockey is phenomenal and amazing. I'm excited for next season to see what else he can do. If he could bring that same level of energy, we're all waiting to see what McTavish can do. He scored his. His first goal in his first game, and I believe his first shift too, against San Jose last season, and what he did with the World Juniors, and how he didn't belong there, the saves that he made. The Ducks had a second player that had a highlight reel say that people just wouldn't shut the hell up about, and I love that. Everywhere you hear on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, Ducks this, Ducks this, McTavish, Zegers, McTavish, Zegers. It's just, it's phenomenal. If you're a Ducks fan. Like I said, don't be expecting a Stanley Cup, but just be expecting great things from this team, and let's see what else can Zegers can, uh, can do to elevate his game because I'm sure he's not done with his uh, special moves, and I'm sure he's going to put us at awe again next season. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you want more you know, Ducks action coming up, don't forget September 18th they're going to have a meet-and-greet with Zegers and Drysdale at Honda Center. And uh, you know they changed their numbers over. The Ducks are offering a, a deal on the on the jerseys and whatnot if you bought one with the other number and whatnot. So call the team store and they can kind of figure that out for you and help you out with that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. So um, don't have too much more to discuss. I mean, you know, just got to kind of endure this next, you know, we're almost into September now. Uh, get the preseason going and then October will be here before you know it. We may or may not do a show in September. It just kind of depends on what's going on with the Ducks. But uh, really appreciate the support. We've got more orders on the t-shirts and hats lately. You can check those out at tpnhockey.com. bunch of stuff on there. There's some stuff discounted on there. A couple bucks a shirt if you want some. We've had some people buying some stuff on there. Um, so check it out as well. Uh, go on to patreon.com slash ducksandpucks. You can help support us that way. Um, you know, running the, the, the website and the podcast isn't cheap as well. So that's another way to get involved. So I appreciate all the support. I know summer's been, you know, kind of kind of dry how it usually is, but uh, uh, we'll get back on it. And as the season gets going, we'll keep on rolling. So uh, appreciate the, the uh, support and let's go Ducks.